the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. He is the GOAT. That's as in greatest of all time. Uh, You've probably heard by now that Rush Limbaugh died this morning. GOAT, uh, that's capital G-O-A-T. It's thrown around a lot these days, especially in sports. Of course, it's, it's an abbreviation for greatest of all time. I've had a problem with people overusing it, especially uh, I've talked about it, declaring Tom Brady the greatest of all time because I just don't think there's such a thing as the greatest quarterback of all time because there are so many variables, uh, what team he played for, what era he played in. But with Rush Limbaugh, it's different. He was or is the greatest talk radio host of all time. Now, that's based on the impact that he had and how long he was able to have that impact. He went national in 1988. And how long he was able to do that is just unbelievable. And, and he was an original. He was the original. Nobody had ever had a successful nationally syndicated conservative talk show before. And he struck a nerve because there were millions of conservatives out there who couldn't believe there were millions, uh, that there, were, there was finally someone speaking to them. Ronald Reagan had won the previous presidential election in 84 by a score of 49 to 1. So there were lots of conservatives out there, but there wasn't anybody really talking to them on a, on a national level. CNN wasn't doing it. Neither was NBC, CBS, or ABC. And unless you were a subscriber to National Review magazine, it was kind of hard to find anything really conservative in print. The idea probably wouldn't have worked if it had been anybody other than Limbaugh. He had the perfect personality for it. He had the guts to say what conservatives had wanted to hear somebody say for so long. And he had the guts to criticize the liberal media that had gotten away with nobody questioning them for so long. He also was smart enough to know that his show would not work if he uh, depended on callers. And, you know, he'd sometimes go an hour or two without talking any, uh, taking any callers. And he knew that too often callers can bring a show to a screeching halt, especially a national talk show where you just open it up to everybody. But in order to do what he had to uh, uh, just it was tremendously he had to for, do, for for him to do that he had to be tremendously prepared and tremendously knowledgeable too about uh, the subjects he decided to use and to go with for him to be able to do that for 31 years all by himself is something that you will never see or hear again ever it's not going to happen with his audience and his clout he could get just about any guest he wanted but he didn't do it very often he just didn't have guests that often he wanted to control the conversation and he did. And think about how amazing it is for someone to be able to control a conversation and entertain millions of people for three hours every day just pretty much by expressing his opinions. He changed radio forever, and the best way to measure how successful Rush Limbaugh was, just look at what's being said on Twitter by some of the uh, kind-hearted liberals out there. Lots of them trashed him today, saying that uh, they hope he can stand the heat in hell and uh, one less bigot and the usual stuff. 
But all they did was prove the point that Rush was making for 31 years. The point they all missed. I'll be right back. You all have helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. I use my pillow and I'm sleeping much better lately. You can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, robes, and so much more. For example, they're bringing back the buy one, get one free offer for the Giza Dream Sheets. That's right. Buy one set of sheets and get another absolutely free. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60 day money back guarantee and a 10 year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for the Giza Dream Sheets. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. In 1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Miller Park Road, Melbourne, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to animalistconsumeraccess.org. Corporate animalist number 1335. Rack animalist number 65233. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. The reviews are amazing as this is one product that actually works. With water, it breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine and it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Genesis 950 is made in America. If you are tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 
Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's great for bathrooms, kitchens, floors, upholstery, and grease stains. Consider Genesis 950 before purchasing new carpets. Genesis 950 has great customer service. Order one gallon direct at Genesis950.com to receive a free spray bottle, free shipping, and a $10 coupon using code PETS. Genesis950.com. That's Genesis950.com. Discount only available at Genesis950.com. Genesis 950. Much cheaper than replacing your carpets. You're listening to the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. I had planned to have my first guest, Tyler O'Neill, on today to talk about the backlash that Joe Biden's idiotic policies dealing with transgenderism are having. And then we'll get to that in a minute. But first, I want to talk about Rush Limbaugh. Tyler, thanks for being here. So uh, you're one of many people in conservative media today who have said that uh, Rush had a huge impact on you. Victoria Taft, who writes for PJ Media with you, says Rush was her radio dad. Uh, how did he influence you? <laughs> yeah, well, he uh, my, my father would play Rush on the radio uh, when you know driving me to school, and I, I really grew up grew up with Rush and always always admired him. Uh, when he rushed to back Trump in 2016, I uh, <laughs> I was very uncomfortable with that and thought that he was weakening the conservative movement. And then it turns out I was wrong and he was right. So, <laughs> so what, what? Why did you think he was was weakening the conservative movement at the time? Oh, at the time, you know what we knew about Trump was that he was this, you know bombastic developer, uh, you know, actor, this, this larger-than-life character. And he had a history of being pro-abortion. He had um, a lot of very questionable things he had been right. saying and pushing. And he had the Access Hollywood scandal. And I just thought he was he was more trouble than he'd be worse uh-huh. on, for the Republican Party. And I thought he would, I thought he would become president and then not keep any of his promises and um, prove not to be a fighter for our cause. And then it turned out he won anyway, and I was proven wrong, uh, much uh-huh. to much to my pleasant surprise. Yeah. Now, uh, you weren't the only one. Um, and the fact that Rush Limbaugh, a guy who had been yapping about politics for about uh, on, on national radio for more than 25 years at that point. I thought I remember thinking it was also interesting that he was jumping on uh, Donald Trump's bandwagon. I don't know if it's because he knew him personally, um, but I, I can remember also wondering, well, that, this this doesn't seem like the kind of guy that Rush Limbaugh would want to be uh, supporting. But it must have said something about his feel for what was going on in the country. He, he seemed to have a he, he always had a really good feel for what especially current conservatives were thinking out there. Yeah, no, I, I think he and he met with with Trump, met with Limbaugh. I, I believe from Trump's statement today, we learned that uh, Trump met with Limbaugh back in 2016 or uh, they, they had had a correspondence. And it uh, really enabled both Trump and Rush to see one another and uh, encouraged Trump to go in a, in a more strongly conservative direction. 
and reassured Limbaugh that, that this was the real deal. And I, you know, at the time I was very skeptical and I, I didn't know what Rush was doing. And it turned out, like I said, he was, he was right. And I'm extremely glad he was. Yeah. Is there any way to really measure the impact uh, at this point uh, that Rush Limbaugh had? His impact was seismic and will, will continue to be so. I mean, he, he arguably saved radio as a medium. He enshrined, you know, a, a conservative perspective. He made it more mainstream and continued really the, the Reagan revolution to continue um, politically after Reagan was no longer president. I think, uh, I think Rush Limbaugh is one of the tremendous giants of the conservative movement. And so many of us on the right could barely understand politics without him. And this is, you know, this is a tremendous loss, but at the same time, his legacy was so strong that, you know, the conservative movement is, is stronger now than it has been in a long time and it will continue to be so. And thanks, thanks in large part to Rush Limbaugh, uh, there are people stepping up to not not fill his shoes. I think he was uh, irreplaceable, but no, but the movement is is grown by leaps and bounds, and he's largely to thank. I I wonder. I just thinking about this now because uh, you were talking about Donald Trump. What do you think would have happened if Rush Limbaugh had decided he wanted to run for president in twenty sixteen? <laughs> I mean, I think Rush Limbaugh was ridiculous, you know, what's that? I think Rush Limbaugh was smarter than that. Yeah, that's true, too. He didn't need it. He knew who needs that aggravation. Yeah. But I mean, when you think about it, um, if if he was if he knew that Trump was on to something and then and had a feel for what the country was thinking, he might have been able to pull it off. Yeah. I can see him. I'm just thinking of this now off the top of my head. I hadn't thought about it until now, but I, I'm trying to picture him in the in the Republican primary in 2016. I, I, I picturing him on the debate stage. Um, Man, I think you know. I think he beats all those guys just the way Trump did. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very interesting question because he would do largely what what trump did suck yeah the air out of the room and be the primary figure because he's the only one who didn't have elected office at all well besides you know i, I think there were a few others in 16 uh like carly fiorina but um yeah i mean rush rush could have could have done it uh and i think from trump's success we we could see Rush could have edged edged the edged out the competition. Uh, but. Of course, the, <laughs> what he had what he had going for him also was that he's not a politician, but he had more of a of a reputation as a as a political entity than Donald Trump did. Donald Trump was a was a uh, was a a, a billionaire playboy and a, and a reality TV show host. Limbaugh at least had established a reputation of knowing something about politics. I just think about that now. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. He would have never wanted to do it. Um, but I think he could have done it if he wanted to. Have you seen um, some of the comments from liberals on social media today? Oh, my. Yeah, I actually just published 
an article about that with the uh, you know the trending hashtag on Twitter rest in piss um, this you know many on the left have been celebrating Rush Limbaugh's death um, mm-hmm. and some of the stuff is just just disgusting um, like you had Kelly Mantle who's a who's a drag queen saying that anybody referring to Rush Limbaugh as a patriot is a white supremacist. Um, and then Tony Posnanski spreading, um, you know, a, a fake, well, a, a, a misunderstood comments that Rush had said after Robin Williams's death. And then he said, you know, you won't be missed. And then, um, some people, yeah, Kurt, Kirk Acevedo, who, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure your, your listeners probably know him from his, you know, if not from his acting roles, I mean, Band of Brothers and Arrow uh, from his absurd political comments. But he actually shared a, a quote that's been falsely attributed to Rush Limbaugh. There's absolutely no evidence Limbaugh even said it. And then he said, <laughs> Kirk Acevedo said, there's is no place in this country or in the world for ideology like this. And like all, all of these people are celebrating you know, Andy Zeisler, I'm glad he's dead, and I wish it had happened a lot sooner. Um, yep. And Mike Drucker saying he brought a lot, a lot of people a lot of joy by dying. I mean, it's just this kind of disgusting vitriol. Um, and look, I get it. Like, Rush Rush said, said things that made, made me uncomfortable. You know, I have, I have some feminist allies now are pushing back against the transgender insanity. And I, sometimes I wish that, um, Rush had been a little bit, a little bit less harsh on feminism. Although a lot, a lot of his critiques were, uh, were strong, but it's, uh, you know, it's one thing to say, Oh, I disagree with Rush and a few things. It's another to say anybody who liked him as a white supremacist. Like, yeah. Well, uh, I'm looking at Tony Posnanski, who I'm sorry, but I mean, I've seen the name, but I don't know who he is. He is who does he work for? Uh, it says artist, base, oh, artist, yeah. writer, baseball card enthusiast. I, 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 I know I've seen the name. Um, yeah, but, uh, he's a left-leaning writer for outlets like HuffPost. Uh, he, his big claim to fame is that he lost, uh, I believe, like half of his weight, and then he uh, started you know, training, training people to really lose weight. And then he also launched this political blogging career on the side. Yeah. Well, here's, here's what he, here's what uh, he said about Rush Limbaugh today. Um, I just had it here. Rush Limbaugh was a horrible, worthless sack of bleep, but nothing. Stop trying to find redeeming qualities in someone that isn't a human. This is, this is, listen, and this and what I what I tweeted today, Tyler, was that the comments that liberals are making, like that one, uh, only um, prove that the, the point that that Rush Limbaugh was making for thirty one years, the very point that people like Tony Posnanski missed. He 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 had these people pegged, labeled these these uh, bleeding heart liberals who who are who are so kind and generous and. And and always concerned about their fellow man, and then they come out and make they make a comment about the, uh, uh, like that about a guy who just died. Um, that's who they are, 
It's it's and and it's all and it's all over Twitter, stuff like that. Yeah, He's not the only one. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's all over the place, and I'm I'm frankly almost surprised that AOC and Nancy Pelosi haven't uh, joined yeah. in, but we'll see. It'll give them a little time. Yeah, they're probably celebrating. So I, I wanted to have you on before I let you go here. Uh, I got a few minutes. Uh, the reason I wanted to have you on today was to talk about your piece. And, and we're talking uh, to Tyler O'Neill. Uh, I wanted to have you on to talk about your piece at PJ Media on the backlash to Joe Biden's idiotic transgender agenda. So what does this backlash look like out there? Yeah, so it's, it's really encouraging and inspiring. You've seen Republicans in at least 13 states file laws, uh, you know, craft, craft bills to protect women's sports, to protect children's health, to, uh, you know, protect safety of women and girls in bathrooms and changing rooms, and then to uphold religious freedom and medical ethics. And I think that that religious freedom angle and the medical ethics is particularly important because we have many Americans, including doctors, uh, employers, and various healthcare providers, have moral and religious objections to transgender, quote-unquote, treatments, especially surgeries that permanently sterilize patients and arguably do harm in the, in the idea that this will provide some unspecified um, psychological good for mm-hmm. a transgender person. And this, these laws are helping protect them so they can opt out of violating the Hippocratic Oath. I think it's particularly terrifying the way that Joe Biden has taken single-handedly one approach on transgender issues, the idea that, you know, gender identity is more real than biological sex, even for kids who are age, ages like eight, eight years old, and mainstreaming this idea that nobody should be able to disagree or contest or, you know, try, try to prevent young children from taking quote-unquote treatments that will damage them for the rest of their lives. I mean, in Britain, we just had a magnificent ruling from the high court that children who are 16 or younger are, do not have the ability to give informed consent to these transgender experimental procedures that will you know, put them on the path to destroying their ability to have children, ability to, you know, that will destroy an aspect of their health. And over here in the United States, you have Joe Biden egging on an eight-year-old kid who thinks that they're transgender, and then, you know, outright nominating uh, for a key role at HHS, a man who claims to be a woman. And look, I mean, gender dysphoria is real, and we should have you know, we should feel for people who struggle with this, but embracing the idea that the answer to gender confusion is to change someone's body and to do irreversible harm to them, as opposed to, you know, trying to get to the root of the issue psychologically and maybe help them to to understand and live in their body that is sexed down to the level of DNA. I mean, it's, it's absurd and it's terrifying that we're having this ideology foisted on us and praise God for people who are filing bills 
and fighting back in the courts to try to prevent this from forcing Americans to kowtow to a lie. I have less than a minute left, uh, uh, Tyler. I just want to let you, uh, and people, you should go to pjmedia.com and and, uh, check it out. But just in the last 30 seconds here, uh, you, you list on your piece lots of laws that have been passed in various states. Republicans have done a good job of talking a good game over the years. Are they? Is this something they're actually going to do instead of just talk about? I got about thirty seconds. Yeah. In, in many states, they will, um, but it's going to be an interesting battle in the courts. And ultimately, you know, it, it is going to matter who the president is and what the Supreme Court looks like. And the the prospects for ultimate victory are, are questionable. But, yes, I mean, I think there are enough Republicans in enough states that are serious that this is making uh, key traction, and we're going to see uh, big battles to come. Hey, Tyler, thanks for being on. Tyler O'Neill, senior editor at PJ Media. Thanks. Thanks, Ian, John. Okay, always good to have him on, and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. Lung cancer has claimed the life of conservative broadcaster Rush Limbaugh. For more than three decades, millions of people listened to Limbaugh's three-hour weekday show, which consistently was the top-rated radio talk show in the country. He was both popular and polarizing and a pivotal figure in Republican politics. Limbaugh was 70. Utility crews are working to restore electricity to more than 3 million people hit hard by this week's snow and ice storm. The extreme weather is responsible for at least two dozen deaths. The CDC says COVID-19 cases nationwide have now been declining for five weeks. But public health officials remind Americans that the pandemic remains serious and there are still more cases now than during last summer's peak. Wall Street was mixed, the Dow up 90 points, the Nasdaq down by 82. This is SRN News. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Because when you find the perfect home, you don't want to lose it to anybody else. Rocket Technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers and their agents greater confidence in you. We've already helped over 1 million clients just like you reach their home financing goals this year alone. So remember this, what can help you buy the home you really want? Rocket can. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. That's rocketmortgage.com or call 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information appraisal and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states and MLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Rush Limbaugh has passed away, but he will live in the hearts and minds of Americans forever. We love you, Rush, and we'll miss you. Rush transformed talk radio, and it will never be the same. He was an inspiration to so many, an icon for the conservative movement. More than anything else, he loved America. Rush Limbaugh, rest in peace. Thank you, Rush, for impacting our lives every day. This is AM 1250, The Answer. 
These days, physical distance can keep us safe and healthy, but emotional distance can strain relationships, especially if drugs or alcohol are involved. If substance abuse or addiction is creating a barrier between you and your child, you may feel alone and you may not know where to turn, but we're here to help you and your family. Partnership to End Addiction offers free resources, guidance, and support just a click away. To end addiction, start with connection. To learn more, reach out to us at drugfree.org. You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. You can get deep discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. I use my pillow and I'm sleeping much better lately. You can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, robes, and so much more. For example, they're bringing back the buy one, get one free offer for the Giza Dream Sheets. That's right. Buy one set of sheets and get another absolutely free. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60 day money back guarantee and a 10 year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the buy one, get one free for the Giza Dream Sheets. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. AM 1250 and FM 92.5, The Answer. Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on The Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Look out for delays on the outbound Parkway East. Bates Street up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel could be at least an extra 10 minutes there. Inbound, moving a little slowly from Grant Street to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Looks like delays have cleared out from the Parkway West and from 79 right now. 28 remains under construction between the Highland Park Bridge and Delafield Avenue. Parkway North also moving without delays right now. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. Cloudy tonight with snow developing late, leading to slippery roads by morning, low 22. Snow tomorrow accumulating a total of 3 to 6 inches. Some sleet and freezing rain can mix in late in the day, especially south of the city, high 28. Cloudy and cold on Friday with snow at times, high 30. Saturday, cloudy and very cold, high 24. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Yeah, one year from now, assuming the world hasn't ended by then, uh, we'll be hearing all about the Beijing Winter Olympics uh, 2022. China had the Summer Olympics in 2008. China likes the Olympics. Uh, they, they like them a lot. But if ever there was a time for the world to boycott the Olympics, it would be when they're being staged in China. Shannon Tiezi of the Diplomat.com says a boycott this time would work and do a lot of good, and she joins us now. Shannon, thanks for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. So would you say the uh, the movement to boycott the 2022 Winter Olympics is growing? Yes, I would definitely say that. Um, in the past few weeks, we've seen some members of Congress speak out uh, saying it's not right to be holding an Olympics in a country that's committing ongoing crimes against humanity. Um, There's also been parliamentarians in Canada and the UK speaking out. Uh, Human rights groups have been vocal about this for months. I think now that we're less than a year out from the Olympics, this question can't be pushed back anymore and it can't be avoided. And we're seeing a lot more discussion. 
Is it realistic to think that the uh, the International Olympic Committee could change its mind and change the location at this point if enough people uh, I, threaten it? I do not see that happening. Um, the IOC is not known for taking bold stands on uh, human rights issues. Um, right. They've already signaled that you know, they consider sport to be somehow completely separate from politics, and they don't think that boycotts are appropriate. And there's also the fact that when they were initially doing the bidding for this Winter Olympics in 2022, there are only two countries interested in hosting <laughs> China and Kazakhstan, um, which is how Beijing wound up with these Olympics anyway. Um, so I don't see the IOC taking a stand on this. It's going to be up to individual countries. That's a story in itself. Um, why? Why only two countries in the on the entire planet were interested in hosting the Winter Olympics? That's um, that, that's a that would be an interesting uh, story to investigate in itself. Um, but but why is hosting the Olympics so important to China? China uses the Olympics as a way to um, prop up uh, the Chinese Communist Party regime, um, give it extra domestic legitimacy. Essentially, it it wants to create this vast showcase of uh, how powerful China is and influential on the world stage. Um, and the Olympics is really a way to signal to its people that China has made it, more or less. China has completed its rise and is a respected international actor. And that's exactly what we saw they did with the uh, 2008 Summer Olympics in Beijing. So we can expect that we're going to have the same sort of propaganda and celebration, not just of China, the country, but the Communist Party that rules China and is committing all of these human rights abuses. And that's why I think the boycott is so important, because you're taking part in this Olympics, you're directly contributing to that propaganda campaign. Yeah, and what what did they get though from hosting the the 2008 Summer Olympics? Uh, you said what they wanted, but um, uh, how how much benefit did they actually get from it? Do you think it's debatable because the benefits are not directly measurable. Um, and also, right around that same time, you had the global financial crisis, uh, which China also used to say, you know, we weathered this crisis better than any country in the world, and therefore we have a better system than any country in the world. But certainly uh, they point to the 2008 Olympics, the Chinese Communist Party does, as a sign of, you know, kind of the day that China arrived on the world scene, that this legitimized China as a major power and a major force in the world. Uh, and again, you, you can't really measure that, right? <laughs> but certainly, um, they got a lot of positive media coverage for China. You have all these journalists converging on Beijing for the Olympic Games, and they're not talking about human rights abuses generally. They're talking about, you know, soft stories like what do the people eat and what is life like in China and how much China has developed over the past 30 years, um, which really is an incredible story, but shouldn't be divorced from how they developed so quickly, which is they're an authoritarian one-party state. Yeah, uh, there seems to be just about um, universal agreement that uh, right now the Chinese are involved in slavery and genocide and the treatment of the Uyghurs and, and other groups. Um, if that doesn't get you boycotted, what would? I, mean, if, I think you know, that's exactly the question. I mean, you have the U.S. government um, 
explicitly said we did an investigation and we believe that China is committing genocide. Um, and if you're not going to step away from an Olympic Games when the host country is committing ongoing genocide, <laughs> again, the question you ask is, when would you? And I think the implicit answer is never. Um, if this game goes ahead, there is nothing that a country can do to lose itself in Olympic Games in terms of human rights abuses. Yeah, just a few minutes ago, I saw an interview with a Chinese woman who uh, was picked up, uh, put on a train and taken to a camp, um, gang raped, tortured, and she somehow survived it. And she's out now. Uh, and you wonder what she thinks when she hears about the celebration being planned in Beijing a year from now. Yeah, I mean, if you look at all of the human rights groups that have been covering this, um, including Uyghur groups, uh, groups and activists made up of people who have survived these camps or have family members in these camps, they are all universally against it. Um, but it's a hard sell for governments. I mean, we've seen what China has done to Australia, which all they did was say, we believe there should be an impartial investigation into the origins of COVID-19. And China banned coal imports from Australia. They put massive tariffs on several of their other products, beef and wine and lobsters. Uh, so you can imagine how bad the uh, retaliation from China would be in terms of, you know, blocking trade with uh, any country that would dare to come out and boycott the Olympics. So I think China knows that it has this card and it's been threatening any country that steps out of line. It's going to get hit. We're talking to Shannon Tiesi of The uh, Diplomat. She's the editor at The Diplomat. And you can find, is it thediplomat.com, Shannon? That's us. Okay. Now, I'm just wondering, did you happen to hear the soundbite that's making the rounds from Joe Biden's um, town hall last night where he kind of gave the Chinese a pass on their um, their human rights issues because it's part of the culture and, you know, they need the control? I did, I did not hear that particular one. Um, I did hear the White House spokesman a few days ago explicitly said that they're not discussing uh, a boycott at the moment. Yeah. Well, he uh, you'll hear it, I'm sure, somewhere today because it's everywhere. But he he basically uh, said that he's he's um, the, the Chinese leadership uh, has a, has a has their own issues and um, that part of the culture is being in control because of pressure from the outside world. They have to make sure that that was a it was a really bad answer. Uh, and he's getting beat. They're, they're beating him up about it pretty good. and He, he deserves it. Um, so he doesn't sound like a guy who's going to get behind a boycott. So um, what, what do you mean when you say that there's a massive overlap between countries that would be expected to perform well and the countries that would be most likely to take part in a boycott? Sure. Um, so in 2020, you had 37 countries sign a letter to the UN Human Rights Council denouncing China's Xinjiang policies. So these are the countries that are most likely to take part in a boycott. Again, this is not a guarantee because, as I said, there's, there's serious, going to be serious consequences for this, and it's going to take real courage for these governments to step up. But those 37 countries, if you look at them on a map, it's the U.S., it's Canada. It's almost all of Western Europe, 
Japan. Um, these are the countries that traditionally dominate the Winter Olympics. Um, I went and crunched some of the numbers, and collectively, these 37 countries who signed this letter won 90% of the gold medals uh, at the 2018 Winter Olympics. And they won... Um, 85% of the total medals at Winter Olympics throughout history. So you imagine if someone and some government was willing to take the initiative and got these 37 countries, you know, to literally put their money where their mouth is and say, we're not taking part in this Olympics, that's, you know, 85 to 90% of the medals that would have been won at Beijing are, are not going to be won by these people. And what I've been saying is you get these countries who are, you know, most of the medal contenders and most of the sports, you organize an alternative competition and that solves your problem of this is unfair to the athletes. Because in that case, most of their major competitors would be at this alternative competition and not in Beijing. Yeah. And I think you point out in your piece uh, that in 1980, when the, uh, the uh, U.S. boycotted the 1980 Olympics in Moscow, um, enough countries showed up that it was, you know, I mean, it was not good to not have the U.S. there, but they, they still had a, they had a pretty good time. They had a lot of competition, and, you know, the, the enough, enough competitive countries showed up that the U.S. wasn't missed all that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's because the Summer Olympics is just a different beast. Uh, from the Winter Olympics. There are far more countries around the world that take part in those sports. The Winter Olympics, and again, you can argue all day about what this means for the Winter Olympics in general, but it's concentrated in the Northern Hemisphere and especially in um, the U.S., Canada, Western Europe, and also Russia. Uh, Russia is the one major medal winner that would wholeheartedly back China um, they have consistently said they have no problem with what's going on in Xinjiang, so they're going to be showing up in Beijing, regardless of what's going on. But, you know, they could conceivably be the only ones there who are serious uh, winter athletes, if we can get a boycott going. Yeah, those 23 countries that you talk about, um, them not showing up would make the Olympics a pretty, well, I think you referred to it as a flop. It would be pretty meaningless. But what mm-hmm. would that do to China? on the world stage, or what would it do to them in the eyes of their own people? To the, it to the would Communist be Party. a massive embarrassment for China. And I'm sure that they would try to spin it as, you know, the U.S. has it out for China, and this is part of a strategy to ridicule China and contain China. Um, they've been very, very defensive about uh, any criticism over Xinjiang. But... The thing about China is they're always trying to control the information their population gets, right? But they've been hyping up this Olympics. As I said, it's very important to them for propaganda purposes. And you can't hide the fact that uh, all of the major medal-winning countries, with the exception of Russia, just don't show up. Uh, and all of a sudden you have almost none of the top competitors in the winter sports at your prestige event. It's no longer a prestige event. Um, so it would be a huge embarrassment for the Chinese Communist Party. Now, the big question is, would this actually change what they're doing in Xinjiang? And that is much more debatable. They've signaled really no intention to change what they're doing, but we do have some evidence that all this international pressure is having an impact. 
some of the survivors of the camps have said, you know, things started getting a little bit better um, after, you know, 2018 when this really burst into the public consciousness and media outlets started looking into it. So I think there's a possibility that it might change things for the better, but there's also just the moral fact that, you know, it's, it's wrong to help a government that's committing genocide make itself look good by hosting an international sporting event. And, of course, the other thing, Shannon, is that uh, if the Olympics do go off as planned and there's no major boycott, that would put some pressure on the media if they do go there to cover the games, that they would ask questions about that, do as much investigating as they could. I mean, in a communist country, good luck with that. But they'd ha- it would be up to the, the American network. I, I'm guessing it's NBC and the networks from mm-hmm. the other countries to expose it, wouldn't it? I mean, that, they could turn it into a positive by, by exposing what's going on. But I, I don't have a lot of confidence they would do that. Yeah, I mean, it's incredibly, incredibly difficult to do reporting in China and especially within Xinjiang. Really, the only way you can get in there is if the Chinese government invites you on a reporting trip and then you're talking to people who have been, you know, threatened or bribed into saying only the things that the Chinese government um, wants them to say. I mean, you can you can watch videos that have come out of these reporting trips and they're kind of eerie, these people in these camps singing, if you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Uh, it's real uh, dystopian sort of things. So it's going to be hard for them to do any new reporting on this. Um, I think what you would have to do is just highlight the existing reporting. Um, talk to survivors who have left the camps. Just make sure that when you're showing the Olympics, you're not just showing the positive face of China. You are reminding people that there are people in Western China who are, you know, detained purely because of their race and their religion. Um, and make sure that that never goes overlooked. Shannon, I'm, I'm out of time. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm hoping to have you on again as this, uh, as we get closer to the event a year from now. And I hope you uh, continue to push this movement. I, I really appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Okay, that's Shannon Tiazzi of The Diplomat. You can check her out at thediplomat.com, and we'll be right back. Some home repairs just can't wait for spring, especially a leaky roof or drafty old windows. Well, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, windows, gutters, and downspouts, siding, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew, so don't put it off. Right now, Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through dollar bank get new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office choose from 100 percent vinyl commercial aluminum wood and composite and to show their appreciation to stag fans everywhere you'll also get 10 percent off your total project when you mention this show Get 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and 10% off. Backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. With PatriotSoftware.com, accounting and payroll, keep your time and money. Mike Kappel here, serial entrepreneur. 
We entrepreneurs are always improving our listening skills. My dad told me at age 29, Michael, you're a man now. You're about to be married. You have responsibilities. You'd be a fool to start your own business. I did what any loving son would do. I started five of them. I didn't listen to my dad, but I have learned to listen to my customers, which is why my fifth successful business, Patriot Software, created accounting software to help non-accountants like me keep accurate accounting records. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of accounting software free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. PatriotSoftware.com. Accounting and payroll. Keep your time and money. Over 10 years ago, we realized how important saving family memories was, and we wanted to help. Legacy Box started from that passion and has now helped over 850,000 families digitally preserve their film reels, VHS tapes, and photos. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Adam. What started with the two of us in a garage is now over 200 trained professionals. Legacy Box is a safe and secure way to put all your favorite family memories on an easy-to-view digital format like a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. We ship you a sturdy Legacy Box to fill with all your outdated media, safety barcodes to track your items throughout the process, and a prepaid mailing label. Legacy Box has been featured by Good Morning America and The Today Show. Not bad for two kids in a garage. That's true, Nick. And here's the best part. We always wanted to make it affordable to preserve your entire collection. So we're offering 40% off. Go to LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to take advantage of this exclusive offer. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 40%. LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. 2021 is the perfect time to add a healthy new habit to your daily wellness routine. Good nasal hygiene. We all know there's bad stuff in the air. Allergens, bacteria, viruses, and that some of it's very dangerous. So what can you do to protect yourself? Well, you can clean your nose with Navage. Your nose is the body's air filter, and with Navage, you help your body defend itself by flushing out the crud and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage, the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navage is easy to use, affordable, and it has over 40,000 online reviews averaging 4.7 stars. Join millions of Navage users to relieve congestion and allergies, breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier without drugs. At Navage.com, CVS, Walgreens, Bed Bath, Target, and Rite Aid. You wash your hands and brush your teeth every day. Let 2021 be the year you start cleaning your nose with Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Navage. Warning. Listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Yeah, speaking of uh, toxic, there's a new study out there. Uh... And it says that uh, masks are really bad for kids. How's that for a surprise, huh? It studied over 25,000 school-aged children. Shows that masks are harming kids physically, psychologically, and behaviorally, revealing 24 distinct health issues associated with wearing masks. Some of the health issues, just keep this in mind as you uh, are riding in your car right now, taking your family to the restaurant, and your kids are going to put their masks on. So everybody's safe as they walk 12 feet from the door to their table without killing people. Some of the health issues found in the study include increased headaches, 53%, difficulty concentrating, 50%, drowsiness or fatigue, 37%, malaise, 42 and nearly a third of children experience more sleep issues than they had previously, and a quarter of children developed new fears. 
the study also found that 29% of uh, kids experience shortness of breath, 26 experience dizziness, and hundreds of the participants experiencing accelerated respiration, tightness in chest, weakness, and short-term impairment of consciousness. Other than that, not a problem with the masks, you know? There's there's no there's no problem. Yeah, just keep those masks going. Yeah, I'm going to go to a restaurant a little bit, and I'm going to wear their mask as I walk in the door and walk 15 feet to the table and pass no one because somebody might die if I don't. This is just it's one of those days today. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. The John Staggerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.